Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to I'm Absolutely Fine, the podcast from the mid-alt that looks at all the glamour and indignity of being a grown-up. Hello, hello, I'm Annabelle and I'm absolutely fine. But my God, periods in your mid-40s, discuss. Uh, uh, <laughs> or let's not discuss, or let's discuss a bit. I mean, apparently they either get lighter or they get heavier. And for me, so I've always been quite hormony as Anyone who's ever met me and regular listeners might know. It's a psychodrama, my cycle. A cycle drama. Oh. And, um, yeah. So yesterday was sort of, I mean, if, if we were to take movie references, Sophie's Choice, basically. Howling, howling. <laughs> like, it, everything felt like a terrible choice. Coffee or tea, bath or shower, biscuit or toast. And now that's morphed overnight into sort of nightmare on Elm Street in my knickers. It's quite something to deal with. And with the idea of, you know, possibly, possibly a holiday. Nothing's booked, but possibly a holiday. And one of these monster periods in the middle of that holiday, I mean, Jesus, plus the locator forms and the tests and everything else. I just, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be bothered, but that's generally how I'm, I'm recording this in bed. <laughs> and then I just sort of can't be bothered. How are you, Em? Can you be bothered? <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Emily. I'm absolutely fine. Um, but I can't be bothered anymore ever since I saw the pictures of J-Lo at 52. It's oh, like, oh, well. J-Lo. <laughs> Anybody who hasn't Googled them, Google them now or don't because it's actually an act of self-harm. It's that really amazing thing where you go, oh, my God, J-Lo looks like I did at, at uh, she looks at uh, 52 like I did at 25. And then you realise, of course, you'd never look like that at 25. I think, never, I think it's like when that. you get to a certain age, you realise the truth about genetic inequality. Yes, I may have absolutely sort of tried to kind of lift, run, bend myself into any of those positions, whatever, and still, yet, it was an impossibility. Anyway, she looks fucking amazing, good on her. She's also on a yacht in a bikini and a caftan and basically on holiday, and I feel like, oh my God, nothing is interrupting her fucking holiday, is it? It is hard to have a holiday. It's hard, it's even harder now, apart from the obvious sort of booking nightmares, whether it's a staycation or a go-waycation. We were talking earlier, everything's just so blurred in terms of when and where we work. So it's like we used to be always on or always off, and now we're always half and half, and that smashed me up completely. Yeah, I think that's completely true. I think yeah, there's no division between, because of the working from home, because we're all working funny hours, trying to get everything done, because everything is sort of leaking in to, to continue with your period metaphor. 
into yes. into ourselves and it is a bloody nightmare and then there's always you know if we do actually get away there's always the things that ping it's a different kind of pingdemic that ping and ruin it those like little destabilizers the emails the emails that land and might say something like i mean what kind of thing would they say um they'd say things like oh i don't want to disturb you but could you just cast your eye over this Oh, no, no, my eyes are not being used for that at the moment. And also they're full of sun cream every day on holiday, full of sun cream. Or they might say, or, or, or might say something like, hi, have you gone yet? Yeah, yeah, actually I left a few weeks before I left. In fact, you've, you've no idea how long I've been absent for most of, the, most of the past year, maybe the past five years I haven't really been around. Yes, exactly, absent without leave, basically, and then absent on leave, whatever that, we're basically gone AWOL generally emotionally and physically um, oh my God. and also also just this sort of domestic panics like what about don't want to worry you but I think your burglar alarm is going off yes from a from a from a helpful neighbor and then you think right okay so that could mean any number of things from harmless to devastating what am I actually meant to do about that now other than completely panic for the rest of the holiday I know and actually as well now now what with the weather that we've been having and the flash floods and everything, now any kind of weather is is now enough to send us into panic. So you imagine you're abroad and suddenly you see that there's rain in the UK and you think, oh my God, there it goes my kitchen again. Yeah, yeah, I was flooded two weeks ago with raw sewage, not even metaphorically, actually. <laughs> and so just the slightest drop of rain now and I think the drains, the drains, I can't believe that the drains have entered my vortex of panic. Absolutely, I know what the word aquifer means. I, actually, I probably don't really know, but I know that there is a word called aquifer and when it fills up, it's very bad. Yes, you can never unknow that again. It's just in the panic lexicon. Also, the other thing is, is bloody your parcel is to be delivered today. And the parcel you've been waiting for for two months. Do you remember the dress that I bought off Instagram? It followed me around. I bought it. I bought it. I was so excited. Didn't realise that I bought it from China. And it came three months after my holiday. What, a sundress that comes in November. Exactly. So helpful. Thanks so much. Well, if I get a parcel notification, I never, ever know what it is. (laughs) Exactly. It's like, have I ordered anything? I mean, probably, possibly. Could have done it. Late night ordering I do, or drunk ordering. I do very, very unsexy drunk shopping where I buy things like light bulbs and tea towels. (laughs) Also, I think one of the... I also think one of the only kind of advantages of the lockdown at all has been a 100% delivery record. (laughs) Yes, none of those missed delivery slips. So the the idea of breaking there. that, yes, exactly. The idea of breaking that perfection feels like like a sort of like an Olympian failure. Anyway, and you might get an email that says that sub, where the subject line is quick question, and you think mm, oh my. a quick question is never quick, and also it's rarely a question that demands an answer or opinion. Usually, it demands a solution, as in you now have to do something. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe you should just say quick solution or rather long solution, question yes. mark. Long solution required. <laughs> I know we said too much time disguising everything. Um, also, also that awful email that says, this is just a gentle nudge for the one thing that you inevitably didn't get done before you went away, but you obviously forgot because you were doing so many things. Well, or, well, forgot or decided that it was the thing that was going to break <laughs> the camel's back and just decided not to do it. And a gentle nudge is a polite way of saying, where the fuck is this? And so what do you do with that? Do you pretend that you never got the email? Do you do the thing you're being asked for? Do you say you can't do it? You know, what do you do? You see, choices. An email that throws up choices is not what you want. On holiday, you do not want choices. 
Also, I think what you do is you, you do an unsatisfying cocktail of all three. You kind of go mm. where you sort of apologise. You answer the email a little bit it. too late. Yeah, do it in a slightly half-assed shit way. Exactly. So it's just like... Uh, Everybody ends up disappointed. They're disappointed. You're disappointed in yourself. Yeah. You're disappointed in your holiday. Oh, my God. It's endless disappointment. Also, you know, the other thing is those fucking reminders, calendar reminders for the incredibly expensive non-cancelable appointment that is now tomorrow at 10. Yeah, it could be a gynecologist, a dentist, a hair, anything. It took you ages to get. And then you've you've forgotten it. You're covered in self-hatred about the disorganisation and the expense. So do you then call and beg not to pay? Or I mean, did you even give your credit card details in the first place? Can you just... Can you just refuse to pay and see the rest of your holiday as on the run? <laughs> I'm hiding out in my sun lounger, the shade, with my sunglasses on. Do you think anybody will recognise me? Oh, my God. The admin emails. You might get one from your insurance, house insurance, car insurance maybe is due. And you, you reluctantly open it and you see it's inexplicably gone up a million pounds in the last year. And so you know that now is exactly the moment when you should shop around on one of those relentlessly advertised websites, but you're on holiday and you're an arsehole, so you don't. And then you have to live with yourself and your stupid, unaffordable profligacy. God, being a grown-up is shit. All the fucking admin, I bloody hate it. I'm so sick of being a grown-up. I know, and there are all these sort of rather disheartening signs (laughs) that, you know, that you are a grown-up. Like, for example, you might be cooking and the recipe might say now zest your lime and so you just calmly reach into your kitchen drawer for your zester which is next to your egg poacher and your array of tongs in different sizes I mean you know years ago I I didn't I didn't know what zesting was and now I'm I'd zest you if I could (laughs) zest everything also you have a favorite ring on on the hob also you have an opinion on which way the toilet paper roll should be hung I mean, yes. like a serious Which way? Opinion. Which way? Under or over? Over. I agree. What's your favourite ring on the hob? Uh, back, right. Had to lift my hand up there to remember which way, which way it was. What about you? I, well, new neural pathways. I've started mixing it up. Have you now? I have, actually. I've just, since you asked me, I've only just realised that I have. I now use a mixture of, you know, front right, back right, middle back, front left. I mean, you know, I'm living... Fucking dangerously. Jesus Christ, this is like some kind of terrible, flexible thinking situation. That I like, know, imagine. Oh my, I'm like incorrect. I'm so impressed. It's I the beginning of did. my rebirth. <laughs> I tell you what I did that was seriously impressive the other day and that has made me realise that maybe I am a grown-up is my accountant emailed me and reminded me that it was time to pay my second instalment of my tax and I had already paid it. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, it's taken me till sort of today to realise that putting off paying bills doesn't mean they cost you less. <laughs> <laughs> it, it doesn't make it less painful. In fact, it makes it more painful. Oh, my God. What is up with us? Also, are we quite good at giving advice these days? Relationship advice. I mean, all it's that. all that experience, all those slutty years and when we were dumped and, you know, pulverised. And so that's all coming into play now, albeit for other people. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I mean, obviously, definitely no, no self-advice given. Yeah. The other thing is I really, really, really care about how I smell. Have you not always? I wouldn't say it was like a sort of frenzy. No, I really, really, really care. I, care about I have layers. always really, really cared, but I now think that smelling of garlic is rude. 
yes, I will avoid garlic like the plague. I will sort of deodorise <laughs> like three times a day, maybe. Yeah, don't do the sniff test anymore. No. Oh, my God. Absolutely. It, it, talking, talking of sniff test, another way to know that you're grown up is you've just bought a pair of jeans identical to the pair that you bought in 1994. I mean, that is that cyclical thing. That's so funny because m- my friend Emma came over for lunch the other day and she was wearing a pair of jeans that we definitely bought together from Topshop when we were 22. I was like, ah, and she was like, I know, I know. But they were from And Other Stories now and yeah. she bought them last week. Yeah, so there you, go. you see, what goes around comes around, goes around. And, I, and, and the other thing is, is that I was so like, oh my God, geez, like shouting. And I realised that I literally don't care where I shout now. Like, no, nor do I. I'll screech across the supermarket. <laughs> I'll yell in a Pilates class. I'll scream across the street. I mean, on those rare occasions when I don't dive behind a post box to avoid like my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many post boxes you've hidden behind trying to avoid me coming down your oh, street. It must be the most pathetic sight. Um, another pathetic sight is seeing someone that was very familiar because I do it all the time talking on their phone while looking for their phone. I do that all the time. Talking on it. Where the fuck's my phone? Oh, God, sorry. She says, into her phone. I know, exactly. Looking, just looking for your glasses with them on your head is just like, that is just like newbie, grown-up behaviour. That's just like, that's entry level. Rookie. Yeah, exactly. Looking for that word. Rookie. It's been so long since I was one that I've totally forgotten. (laughs) Also, don't you find when you're a grown-up that you find it that you reread all the time? Sometimes it's on purpose because you're, you're sort of visiting an old friend or you can't take any surprises. But, I mean, often it's because you've forgotten you read the book in the first place. <laughs> I know. I have to go back on my Kindle. When someone recommends a book, I actually have to can't never remember. I have to go back on my Kindle to check. Yes, because you've no idea if you've read it. Yeah, exactly. Just like you've got no idea whether or not you have 40,000 bags for life in the back of your car. Oh, I'm not sure, so I'll grab another one, buy another one to add to my enormous collection of plastic in the boot of the car i know not only and also obviously you never then remember to bring it so it's just an endless recycle of collecting more bags for life it's absolutely true i wonder what will happen to all of them one day maybe it'd be so great if some kind of young very young person found something like we could power like our house on on bags or or build houses build affordable housing with bags for life that we could then live in because then we could donate them with impunity it'd be so great wouldn't it be like here you go here they are we feel like we were changing the world. I always have this hilarious conversation with my delivery driver, grocery delivery drivers, when, he, when they started taking the bags back. And he was like, how many bags? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> how many bags? And we're like, oh, should we say 40? I mean, yeah, you know, always not? it's just a guess, isn't it? But you're, yeah. kind of, you, you, you're, you're slightly sort of, you know, overestimate. Yes, of course. Can you imagine being the kind of person who would actually know how many bags to hand back? Those are not my people. No, they're not my people too. Um, and I tell you what else I do and have done for some years is if I get a text any time after 9.30pm, I'll answer it at 6am. I mean, I always <laughs> want to answer it at 4.30am when I first read it. But then I think if I do, I might look a bit mad or like I've been on drugs all night. <laughs> I have to try and restrain myself from sending emails at like 5am. Really, yeah. seriously. Because I just... It's not a good look. It's one, it's not a good look. And also I feel like it would put unbearable pressure on the person who receives it. (laughs) (laughs) I know that sounds ridiculous, but it's like, can you imagine? It's like, here I am. This is what I think we should be doing today. At my desk. (laughs) (laughs) I'm absolutely fine. Yeah, fucking fine. (laughs) I know. Um, But you see, you could do because we know we're grown ups because we no longer give excuses for things. Right. I mean, in the old days, you'd concoct extravagant lies about like dead grandmothers or deadlines or, you know, goddaughters 
you know, nativity performances. Now you just say, sorry, can't do it. Zero fucking excuses. No time, no energy. <laughs> I love that. I know the panic, the idea of having to kind of like fabricate some elaborate story and remember it is just too much, much easier. I know you trip yourself that. up before you'd even started. It'd be a total embarrassment. But on the other hand, you can just remember all kind of terrible 90s sayings. So, you know, you're growing up when you say things like you had me at hello. Yes, or um, nobody puts insert here in the corner. <laughs> they'll, they'll never take our freedom. <laughs> oh, my God. That, listeners, was Emily's famous Scottish accent. Thank you for sharing that. Um, grown-up things. Well, one of my favourite grown-up things, in it, which I've mentioned this before, but it gives me pleasure every single day, is my small box of elastic bands. I just, wow. you know, it's just from the drawer of death in the child, in the child, in my childhood, where you'd open the drawer and you'd think, oh, there's a battery rolling around. Do you think it's dead? Do you think it's alive? Will it work in my new Christmas present? <laughs> ah, I need a screwdriver. <laughs> Fuck, I need an elastic band. And now I know where the elastic bands are. And I also, this is a very grown up thing, and I'm sure you do too, Emily, have a supply of plasters you know because once you would have dealt with a nasty grating injury or a or or a scrape or a slight slash with maybe like masking tape or tequila or hate sex (laughs) but now you just have plasters (laughs) in all shapes and sizes even those blister ones compied you might have a first aid kit you have a toolkit you have a holiday emergency kit you have an escape kit I mean, we're just fully kitted up. I agree. Mm, I, I, mm. I, the array of plaster possibilities, insane. And also, yeah. You, have exactly. you noticed you always end up, you have six boxes of plasters and you, you used all the good ones you've, and you always end up with the ones that no one wants, like the tiny square ones. The tiny square ones? What are they for exactly? I don't know. I don't know. Ban the tiny square ones or sell them separately. Yes, exactly. Just please, can we just have the ones that the are The medium-sized, long yes. and thin ones. Exactly. Okay. There I you go. Fully agreed. Maybe, maybe we should start one of those change.org. It's like, forget the environment what we really want are plasters sensibly sized plasters sensibly sized plasters this is the thing it's like the same way that we think about socks more than sex now you know it's either like oh moaning about laundry oh my god where are all the socks you know as opposed to oh my god i'm having the best orgasm of my life and then you're like like, where do they go where do the fucking socks go and then you're like scientists don't know where the socks are or and then the other thing is is that not only that it's like are socks cool well, this is a question you always ask me, and Emily would really, really like to be wearing sort of slightly Ella Scandi, slightly Ella Laura Bailey, sort of, you know, five years ago. She would like to be wearing a sparkly sock <laughs> with a Birkenstock. And I'm like, no, love, you're trying too hard. Okay. Do, you do, it, do you do it when I'm not around? Yes, I was just about to confess. <laughs> I can tell from the look on your because, guilty Zoom face. <laughs> Because uh, I know I should really take a picture right now. Yes, I used to send Annabelle pictures, dear listeners, Annabelle pictures of me with my socks and my Birkenstocks going, does this look okay? And every time she sent me hate messages. And so therefore... They were just, loving messages. <laughs> I just stopped. I stopped asking <laughs> for permission. And it's definitely I, the best way. You don't need to be shouted at by me. Just live, you know, you live your best life and I'll stay in bed. In Scotland, I went out wearing a a hooded cardigan that made me look like I was, you know, French Lieutenant's woman slash the woman from that that insurance advert and tracksuit bottoms and big socks and Birkenstocks. And I've never been more comfortable. 
Yes, I'm sure, I'm sure you were quite the vision. Speaking of visions, yes. I had a sudden, you know, revelation, probably around my 45th birthday, that I really quite fancied Robert Redford. I was like, oh, 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 I get it now. Yeah. And it was funny because on my 30th birthday, I think I went, oh, I totally get it with the Jack Nicholson thing. Like, you know, the bad boy thing. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Oh. I understand Robert Redford, the golden glow of the gorgeous golden boy. And, you know, as a, as a much younger woman, I was like, no, 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 he's too square. Yeah, too clean cut. But no, he's pretty hot, actually. Mm, mm, mm. He's still sort of still almost got it as well. I know those unexpected feelings, the feelings, the feelings you get, the myriad of feelings that you might get when a person tells you that they were out until 1am. Oh my God. So, jealousy. Where'd they get the energy? How on earth did they manage to stay up so late? Sympathy. Oh, poor them. They must be feeling so tired. I'm going to be really, really gentle. (laughs) Excitement. Maybe it is possible, like really possible, to stay up past nine forty-five. <laughs> I think that's not true. The other day, Imagine one of that. the girls. No, I can't. I feel resistant to the idea. The other day, one of the girls I worked with um, was going to a nightclub that started. You got a text at midnight because it was like the nineteenth of July was the opening on a Sunday. And I thought, honestly, those are the most stressful words. If someone pinged me to go out at midnight on a Sunday, I would literally kill them. <laughs> call, you call the police. Um, do you remember those? Do they still have those day clubs that would start at eight? So you would go clubbing all night. I mean, I was never this person. And then you'd go to your day club, this sort of, in like, sort of like Shoreditch, and start again at 8am and go through till 2pm. I, I assume they do. But I mean, obviously, you know... I don't want to hear about them, actually. No, I, exactly. I, I apologise yeah. for even yeah. bringing it up. Makes me feel sick. Makes me feel unwell. Yeah. This is an advertisement from BetterHelp Therapy Online. Now, you guys know that we're not shy about getting things off our chest. The tiny inconveniences that can ruin our days to the big, overwhelming worries that can flood our nights. Trouble is, we all got into the habit of saying, I'm absolutely fine. Emily and I added the but specifically to get off autopilot and give ourselves the space to say what we were really experiencing. But we weren't always so free with our inner furies. A few years ago, I began experiencing debilitating panic attacks because I felt I couldn't tell anyone all the things that I was feeling, that I was not coping, that I felt like a failure. I was so ashamed, so I kept it all bottled inside. And of course, it started leaking out. It was only when I found a therapist and began sharing those doubts and insecurities with her that the panic began to dissipate. Because therapy can be a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, why not give BetterHelp a try? It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a registered therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. With over a thousand therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise. And our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash midalt. That's better. H-E-L-P dot com slash midalt. Better help, because sometimes the best thing to do is acknowledge that we are not, in fact, absolutely fine. I tell you what makes me feel really unwell as well is not writing everything down. I have to write everything well, down. Well, I mean, you know, when you say, when you say, oh, it's all right, I'll remember. <laughs> the gods laugh at you. <laughs> or weep for you. I don't know, but I mean, you know, the universe laughs in your face yeah it doesn't like that as well do you know the problem i've got at the moment is that i write down because i write everything down and i put everything on my reminders but i don't i keep forgetting that i will not remember the code i have given it 
So, for example, when I say MFM, I have absolutely no, it pings, I have absolutely no idea what it means. Yes, or I might find a post-it stuck on the back of my phone that says hormones in capital letters in red. I'm like, yes, I know. And what do you want me to do about them? <laughs> exactly. Is it a question? Is it a statement? Is it an existential, existential scream? Which one is it? Oh, but, you know, despite being a grown-up, we're still such fucking babies. You yeah. know, it's almost reassuring how immature and sort of sad we are. And I don't mean sad, unhappy. I mean sad like you're such a saddo. Like, uh, like the word kundalini makes me laugh and laugh and laugh every time. <laughs> I think that you can tell that we're not grown-ups because we just had to list a whole reason how, why we are grown-ups. <laughs> you think we're protesting too much? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, here we go, there we go. These are all the grown-up things that we've done. It's like, when, it's like when people say I'm a really, really loyal person. Yes, like, exactly. I do like... not trust you one bit. <laughs> it's like practising your signature over and over again, isn't it? It's like when What, I'm your married up, signature? Is, yes, exactly. This is what I'm going to be. I mean, you know, I've been known to flick a V-sign at a passing police car for fuck's sake still. under the steering wheel <laughs> obviously that's like when i when i when i shout abuse with the windows all rolled up <laughs> so no one can hear me um or maybe no. i mean you've just got another tattoo i'm gonna go next week for another piercing let's not tell our mothers no no she'll just like roll her eyes at me and i'll go mom <laughs> no, no we're just not done yet <laughs> no not done also sometimes i have cereal for supper it's biscuits sue me toast Exactly. Brenner. Crisps. It's called Brenner. Um, it's got a name. And uh, yes, I'm playing around with substances. I mean, they're a little tamer than they were, but I, I, I still cannot, and I'm not that interested really in regulating my coffee intake. I mean, how much coffee is too much coffee? Don't understand, don't understand that question. No. I don't understand that question either. No. Never enough. It's never enough. You don't own an iron. You're such a baby. No, I don't own a fucking iron. No, 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 no. Are you smashing the patriarchy with your lack of iron? Yeah, I just think, hi, if you need me to wear unwrinkled clothes, then I shall not be coming to your establishment. Also, you can't be asked to iron or to go to any establishment, so it's fine. Also, I'm really shit at it. Have you ever tried? Yes. I don't know what it is. It's just the lack of... You know, some people are really good at that stuff. Though. I know some people are really good at that stuff. I'm and they'll hold not. up something. When I, iron, when I iron things, they end up being somehow smeared. You know, there's a bit of schmutz on the bottom of the iron and that's my pillowcase fucked forever. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But I, and I always find, like, I don't know, one arm looks great, but then the back looks like sort of... I've, I mean, I don't know, it's just... Also, pulling clothes over the, the ironing board is a, an issue as well. Well, which way? You have to watch a YouTube tutorial, won't you? Well, you yes. don't because you, you, no, you, so you don't have an eye. Exactly. The, the other teenage rebel thing that I sometimes do is eating my shop while I'm shopping in the supermarket <laughs> and then wondering if I still have to pay for it. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, like a sort of tiny bag of, I don't know, salami or something. Nothing Those mini to see ones. here. Exactly. No, nothing to see here. Yeah. Just a deranged woman sort of, yeah, munching. I'm also basically 90% too scared to look at my bank account. I have got an imaginary balance and that's fine. What is your imaginary balance? It's like, I don't know, always at sort of a thousand pounds at my current account. Um, I still pick my spots. And I also pick off nail varnish if ever I have a manicure, which is rare. I can't help destroying it. It's like it's there to be destroyed. And then I leave bits of it, like flakes of myself all over the house, little red flakes of disgustingness. Yes, I try and avoid manicures because, exactly, the temptation is too great and, the, and then looking down is too depressing. Well, they'll be destroyed within seconds. Yeah. 
we're doing I can't too many things. Relax in that way. It's like meditation. I mean, you know, <laughs> longer than five, longer than five minutes, and I'm completely hysterical. Please don't leave me alone with my thoughts. Yeah, it what kind of turns in on itself. Obviously, we know this means that we need it. Yes, we know we need it, <laughs> but um, it's 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 actually finding the time and space to you know to get past that hump the hysterical hump right yeah exactly maybe maybe if we were sent to a retreat slash sort of you know sanatorium for a month then maybe we would get better and you know i mean like i'm 15 i'm still surprised when my period comes and often quite unprepared like oh again despite the fact that we've had seven million periods and only have about 13 to go amazing blindsided um, you know, I, when I had the coil fitted the other day, I got a period, uh, like, removed, and, and it gave me such a shock. I was with you, don't you remember? And I was like, mm. oh, my God. And then I realised what it was. But it was just like, it was, yeah, it's amazing. For the first time in how long? Because the coil stops you having a period for, yeah, what, so five years? Five years. But, you know, before that, I'd had a period every month for a while. So it was just, but it was, it's strange how you never quite get over that sort of <gasps> alarm. I know, anyway. like a teenager. And, you know... Yeah. Teenagers, you know, teenagers play around with the truth as well. And it turns, <laughs> it turns out, even though we pride ourselves on our honesty, so do mid-adults. Yeah, yeah. You know? We, yeah. I mean, we, little tiny mid-adult lies, right? Like, I'm not mad. Yeah, I mean, we have, we, you, yeah, I mean, yes, I mean, sometimes how, it's hard to know how mad you are, to be fair, on the mad scale. I mean, sure, there, there are times where you are sort of, you know, we are beautifully in concert with ourselves. And it's a, harm, a harmony of activity and there's time to get everything done. And then there are other times when our brains are like those pieces of plinky plonky Sadler's Wells style music and it's violent violins and <laughs> deliberate discord. And I'm not mad, you say, as you hope no one can see your eye twitch and your knee twitch and your soul twitch i think my soul twitches all the time oh, you know, the other thing that i think is a lie at the moment is when people slash i say oh i don't mind if you go like to the party or or to greece <laughs> to or, greece everyone's going to greece everybody is going to greece honestly i'm nine i'm this close to <sighs> if i didn't have to keep my instagram for work it would be gone because i just don't want to see one more person in greece oh my anyway. god i don't mind if you go to that festival or to see the new andrew lloyd webber cinderella oh. or to that concert i don't mind if you abandon me to my lonely fate have a great time yeah have a great fucking time also, I, I don't actually genuinely don't mind if they say I'm going to a festival, to be fair, because I yes, definitely true. don't want to go and do that. Yeah, you know, you should you should you, you should go and 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 you should go without me because I know that I am a burden <laughs> and I will spoil things for you and for your friends. And, 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 and I know it, it, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity and I am not remotely resentful. Can you tell how unresentful I am? It's just so not actually writing your name down on pieces of paper with like slashes all over it or no anything. that's that's not me at all because <laughs> because because as i previously said I, I don't mind if you go no i don't mind if you go also also i have caught myself saying this is oh no i wasn't taking a picture of myself hmm. oh, sorry <laughs> of course i wasn't taking a picture of myself just to see how my nose hairs are doing just like that weird patch on my cheek or my blob 
is catching the light in a particularly attractive yes, your way. your nose blob or, or if my Botox has kicked in or just to see if this is a good light or if I look nice by this plant or if lying down at this angle works for me or I mean I'm not taking a picture. How dare you think I'm taking a picture? How dare Do you know I think one of my greatest fears might actually be someone going into my deleted deleted photo album on my phone because it is like 90% pictures of me going oh could this be a good selfie? Could yes, this be yes, a good yes, me too. In fact, note to self, which I haven't written down, <laughs> go in and delete your deleted. Delete the deleted. Yeah, and it's a source wrote... of just total fertile, fertile source of humiliation in, in your deleted. And if you put on your reminder, delete, then you Yes, delete what? Delete myself, delete my memories. <laughs> <laughs> delete my mind. Exactly, please. <laughs> oh, dear. Also, you know, the other thing is, I feel like, I haven't been a jealous person and I don't know what it is about. Maybe it's the pandemic. Maybe it's all these weird feelings. that. Blah, but when I say I'm not jealous, I'm not sure that that is true. Mm. We all know that jealousy is a waste of time and that grown-ups don't get jealous. And why would we? Because corrosive envy is very bad for sleep uh, and, and for the soul. And, and, and we, we practice good sleep hygiene and, and we don't lie there thinking about that dress or the fab kitchens of everyone we know or the people in Greece? No, and actually, if anyone is listening who is listening to this actually in Greece, I'm incredibly sorry. That, I'm not. That, uh, but I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, the other thing that I say all the time, which is not true, is I'm not hungry. Yeah. I mean, I'm always hungry. Mm. I don't know why, though. Why am I always hungry? I don't know, but you are always hungry. Sometimes I take a break from booze, uh, and then I could be heard saying, uh, with you know, calm confidence, I'm quite enjoying not drinking. You know, <laughs> you know, maybe I've been having a bit too much of a good time, and I realise that good times can become bad times if I don't prove to myself that I'm fine without the booze. I can still have fun without the booze and, and I'm empowered without the booze and I feel great and I'm efficient and I'm firing on all cylinders and I'm not at all bored. I'm really quite enjoying not drinking. I've never been less bored. Can I go home now? <laughs> I just want to go home all the time. Oh, and um, then the lie that carries on and on. Of course I didn't sleep with him. No, I didn't sleep with him. I didn't sleep with him either or him or him. It was just, it was just a kiss. Nothing. Mm -mm -mm. No, nothing. It would, you know, Putin doesn't count, right? Do you remember Putin? Putin, oh my God, Putin. <laughs> I've got a friend called Innie Outie. I said, did you see what you goes, no, we just did Innie Outie. And I was like, I think that's, is that sex? I is think that, that's sex. Sounds like sex. <laughs> sounds like sex to me. Oh, the dear. kind lies. Yes, we all do those, don't we? The kind lies. When you say to someone, um, and these should live on, you say, say, for example, you don't look tired. <laughs> because telling someone they look tired is not a kindness. Everyone knows we all look as tired as fuck. I mean, yeah. my toes look tired. My hair looks tired. So you don't look tired at all is a mercy. And we need to be merciful out there. Because if someone ever says, oh, darling, uh, one of my best friends said to me the other day, darling, you know we're always honest with each other. It was a man. You know we're all, always honest with each other. I've never seen you look so tired. And I literally thought, what the fuck am I meant to do with that? I mean, that is a hate crime. Sorry. I agree. I agree. The other kind lie, can't wait to see you. Well, sometimes that's true. Most of the time it's not. It's not personal. It's just we're all fucking tired. No, it's not personal. I just don't really want to see anyone. I tell you, I say, oh, oh no, thanks. I'm full as well. Narrator, 
she was never full. No. Never. More chips for Emily. Sure, yes. I can do that, I say. Oh, yeah. Maybe to one of those shitty fucking emails that arrives on holiday. Sure, oh. sure, I, I can do that. I mean, you know, th- th- this isn't an unreasonable request, and it's, it's, it's not your fault that my people-pleasing demeanour acts out every time, even when every single cell is screaming internally. But why do I even need to explain that it is not possible for me to do this for you? And then I do it. Seething, seething. Ruins my day, but I do it. I know. It's really tough, that, actually. That inability to say no, whilst also, you know, resenting and also setting the bar so high for what we can do all the time. And people just don't like to hear the word no. Yeah, people don't know what to do with it, do they? No, they really don't. You know, unless, of course, they're not listening. But, of course, I was listening. I of course you that. were. You took every word in, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, every last word. What? Sorry? What, sorry, were you saying? <laughs> yes, what about, what about, I tell you what I do, this is just a sign of tiredness. Uh, the lie that I tell, I just say, yeah, you're right. Oh. I mean, you're not right, but I just need you to stop talking. So if agreeing with you is what needs to happen in order to make that happen, then I guess you're right. I have to say that when we're, when we're in a meeting and you tell someone that they're right or you don't say anything, then I know that we're in real trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's like saying, yes, um, <laughs> like saying, oh, you know, I'm sorry. You know, we say sorry all the time, don't we? But are we really sorry? Like really, really sorry? Genuinely repentant and regretful? Uh, probably not. Sorry. No, it's exactly like no worries. I mean, literally, I say no worries all the time. And for someone who is basically 90% worries, I'm basically yes. worries. I yes, am worries. exactly. Yeah, if you, yeah, yeah, exactly. You say, you say no worries a lot. Well, you know. A hell of a lot for someone who's bursting with a litany of endless worries. Just, Your yeah. worries are having little baby hi. worries. And you're going, Just, no worries. Yeah, hi, I'm worries, I should or, say. Uh, this, is, this is usually in the evening. I'll go, um, if, someone, if someone calls. And you know when people text and, so, and go, tried to call, which is just aggressive. And you go, oh, sorry, I didn't hear my phone. Because it was on silent and I can't deal with you. Well, we can deal with that next week because um, we'll be back next week. Ah, uh, but actually... Uh-huh. That That's a lie, lie, isn't it? Um, <laughs> it is a lie. We're taking a break. Yeah, before um, we break down. Well, I mean, I think as people can probably hear from this email, we are, um, we've <laughs> clearly it... stopped making sense. Did we ever make sense? Oh. Is it, was it an email? What, this podcast? <laughs> Did I just say, oh dear, it's time to go. It's time to go. We wish you a happy and healthy and heartfelt August. Yeah. And um, we will see you in September. See you in September. Lots of love, everybody. Bye. You've been listening to Annabelle Rivkin and Emily McMeekin of The Midult. Our book, I'm Absolutely Fine, is out now. If you like what you hear, please rate, review and subscribe. And we'll just leave you with this thought. Be like techno music. Techno doesn't care if anyone likes it. It just keeps going. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.